It's funny. People always be like, don't forget about the little people. It's like, why do they refer themselves as little anyway, you know? Why don't you just get big with me? What's up, everybody? Got a great podcast for you this week. My guest is Douglas Robinson of the band Night Versus, and formerly, currently, I suppose you could say as well, uh, of the band The Sleeping. Uh, I say currently because they just did a reunion show not that long ago. However, I didn't really want to talk to Doug about band things. Uh, I wanted to shift the focus more on his recent uh, vegan blog, The Roadside Vegan. In it, you'll find Douglas talking about his journey into finding places outside of the beaten path, whether it be like a pop-up shop pastry place in New York or uh, places he'll find while he's on tour. In this episode, you'll hear him talk about traveling around in Iceland and, and just finding different places to go with his wife and friends. It's a really interesting and kind of no frills, no bullshit uh, discussion about the vegan lifestyle, how Douglas came to it, or re-came back to it, I should say. His commitment to a healthier lifestyle just all across the board. It's one thing I've really enjoyed with doing these podcasts with the various people I have is just hearing the passion discuss in just in the discussion with these people, the passion that they have for these other avenues that they're pursuing. And, and you can very much tell that Douglas is very passionate about spreading the message of the healthier lifestyle that being a vegan has allowed him to have. We also end up discussing his love of photography and his recent book that he just put out called Hello. Uh, you can find it over on blurb.com, B-L-U-R-B.com. And we kind of discuss a little bit about his photography and some of his inspirations and how the book came about and all that. And there's some other stuff in here that's really cool, like the conversation uh, that somehow led to us discussing Ross Robinson and the profound effect that uh, he has had on, on Douglas's life, especially in the, you know, rededicating to being a vegan and so forth. Um, Ross Robinson, for anyone around my age, uh, the 30s or so, is a huge influential figure within the music scene, typically more associated with the heavier bands of like the early early 2000s, your Corns, your, your Limp Biscuits, your Slipknots, and so forth. In the last few years, he's actually been reaching out and playing or recording uh, some other bands and really helping them step out of the their box of what they've been known to do. Uh, love it or hate it, you can say the Suicide Silence record definitely lives up to that reputation. Having listened to it recently, I definitely hear a lot of the influences of some of the bands I just mentioned. With the Night vs. Guys, as you end up hearing, Doug kind of got challenged to write something that meant something. And in this discussion, just as a whole, you could tell that it's kind of been the mantra that Douglas has kind of applied to his life a lot more, I believe, just in eating better, being more healthier, being... I guess present is a, is a good word I'm coming up with right now. But yeah, so without further ado, this is my conversation with Douglas Robinson of the band Night Versus. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so I kind of noticed on your Instagram story that you had started with a started a book or have a photography book, and then going back through all your socials and whatnot to try to figure out when and where this came about, uh, kind of noticed that you, and with your 
your blog and everything else that you typically don't really post anything until it's until it's done. It's a final product. Do you feel like that's kind of a byproduct of today's society of just posting oversharing shit and then when you kind of ask them like hey what happened to that thing you were doing like three months ago oh well, i quit it or i don't do it anymore and now i'm about this other thing um i'm definitely impulsive like i definitely switch from thing to thing a lot like from project to project but like i always have the goal of finishing each thing i do but i mean i don't really post about things like a a lot I won't like bother people about things, you know, it's not like, like if you follow me on Instagram, if someone follows me on Instagram, it's not because like, they're not going to see me trying to like push all my shit on people. Like I'm not like trying to sell things through it. So all my projects that I do, like those things are all passion projects. Like I'm not doing it to try to get the most out of people. I'm doing it to get the most out of me myself, you know? So a lot of people will like do all these things and post every second, like, you know, buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that. And yeah, of course I like pushed my, my book because I want people to see it. But like those photos were from so long ago and like when it got done, it just got done. Like I'm not trying to like market myself as anything. I'm just me, you know? And I think a lot of people turn their like profile, like their social media into like, how can I market myself the best kind of thing? And I'm not like that. You know, I don't post about one thing, you know, it's not, it's not Douglas from the band, you know what I mean? It's like, it's me from, it's just me. So when you look on my stuff, if I'm posting about something, it's because I'm like excited about it. Like, or if I like post a photo, it's because I'm literally like walking around and I see something that I take a photo of, unless it's something I'm excited about that I've shot on my camera and I'm like posting it because obviously it's like Instagram also started as a place to document your photos. That's what it first was for so long, you know? And I've always loved taking photos. I mean, even when I had like my shitty iPhone or like four or whatever, you know, I would always see something and take a photo of it. And how to how would it look to me when I shoot this? And you know, finally, I, I eventually got nice camera equipment, and you know, I've decided I'll make a book. And when it got finished, it got finished. It's not like I'm not trying to have a deadline for my social media for anybody, you know. <laughs> and if if people like the book, cool. If, you know, if they don't buy it, I don't care. It's still something, you know, it's on my coffee table and I'm excited about it, you know. When doing something, because actually it's funny you mentioned that you're, and I'm, I'm putting the word into you, you, like paraphrasing for you, but uh, not necessarily a product whore for things, whether it be, you know, you see some people like, oh, I got this brand new microphone for the new record, blah, 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 and they're pushing like yeah. all of that, which is fine. And I understand why artists do that because shit's not cheap, especially when you get into anything uh, with actual equipment, be it computers, microphones, whatever. It's it's a very expensive hobbies to have. Um, yeah. But that being said, the thing that you have links to are your sort of new blog, the Roadside Vegan blog. And yes. it's, it was interesting because it's like when I was kind of going through and doing some research for this specific interview, I noticed that that's the kind of foot you're leading with, not that, hey, I'm so-and-so from this band or, you know, I, I do these other things. It's it seems to be your other artistic endeavors or your creative endeavors that totally. you're, you're leading with, which uh, I don't think I was ever really aware of per se, but when I start, like I said, going through your other socials, I became a lot more aware of it. And kind of, like I said, it's something that I, I picked up on very quickly that differentiates you, I think from other artists and other people who are multifaceted uh, in their creative endeavors. So I guess speaking of roadside vegan, I wanted to 
Actually, before we get to that, in reading one of the blogs, the starting point of the blog, uh, you had kind of talked about refinding becoming a vegan and living the lifestyle. So I guess yeah. let's start with that. Where did the journey to either beginning to be a vegan or coming back to that, uh, where did that all happen and begin? Uh, so I was, vegeta- I was a vegetarian for like 10 years on and off. I was so young. I vegetarianism was like eating french fries with cheese you know what i mean like (laughs) i was like one of those dudes and as i got older i like stuck with it but it was never for like any i didn't see it from like the sentient side of things like animals animal life being so precious and you know having a soul just like us you know like i still had that separation you know i i loved people's pets but you know i still ate the shit out of cheese or like whatever you know and Pretty much the whole time, I, that's how I saw it. my wife. I had met my wife, and she was a big meat eater for a little bit. And when I started going out on dates with her and stuff, I was just so in love with her. And I always, you know, I always felt bad having to have she had like her having to cater to me. That I just was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just start eating meat again, like whatever, because I I didn't see, you know what I mean. So. I started eating meat and then like, I don't know, like a week after that, she went vegetarian. She was like, I can't eat meat anymore. And I'm like, fuck, you just had me, you know, do this, whatever. But uh, she didn't have me do it, but you know, I just did it for her. And of course, like that was because I wasn't, I didn't know anything back then. You know, you think, you know, but you're really just like going with something and like, I don't like follow trends or anything. I mean, I decided to go vegetarian when I saw like a video of, you know, all of these chickens being like de-beaked and all that shit, you know? So, you know, I was eating meat, whatever, 10 years later, I'm like, oh, whatever, you know? So meeting meat ends, then she switches to vegetarianism. And then after a while, I was like, okay, I'm finally going to like switch to, you know, I'm, I'm going to obviously go back to it because it was so easy for me. So after I like went back to vegetarianism with my wife, we were... We were both like, you know, doing it. It was more for health, but we were both like getting more strict about it, whatever. And then one day we're like, oh, you know, let's let's go vegan. Like, it's it still wasn't there. The separation still wasn't there. But it was. We just wanted to be healthier, you know. It was pure health at first. Like, obviously, we love animals, but we didn't have that separation. So, you know, all this stuff's going down. We're getting healthier. All this cool stuff. But then our wedding comes, and you know, we. We catered to veganism on, at the wedding, but we also had like a few things here and there for everyone else because obviously we weren't going to – by the time we went on our honeymoon, we were eating some fish. Like we didn't have any red meat or anything, but we were eating fish and we were eating cheese because we went to Greece. So we were like, you know, let's eat this, let's eat that, you know, whatever. You're obviously like living it up. At least that's what like you think it is when you're, you know, still that separation – you know, after my wife and I got back from our honeymoon, I, I think I just woke up like I it must have been like two days later and I woke up and I was just like, fuck, I, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? So well, I'm sure I started totally fucked with your system too. Like, yeah, like I know how I much, mean, like a little, no, like, you, you, go ahead. My, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. My, the, the system's fine when you have the separation. I don't know, like, what anyone really says about how they feel, like, shitty after they eat cheese and they haven't for so long. Like, when I didn't have that separation, I went right back into it and I was fine. I mean, hmm. I was vegetarian for 10 years and then the first time I ate meat with my wife, I had a pulled pork burger 
cheeseburger and like I was fine. Really? Because yeah, I, honestly, I think a lot of that's in the mind. But that said, it, I feel like it also, you know, it's the difference of how you think about vegetarianism and veganism. Because now, as like a like, so yeah, so after that. I decided that's it. Like, I can't do this anymore. I started reading books about it and all this stuff. And, like, something clicked. I don't know what it was, but I found the separation between, you know, pet and food. I don't know what it was. Like, I started finally seeing animals as sentient beings. Every animal has a soul just like you and me. And I don't know what happened. I mean, I was diving into books. I was doing anything I can to, like, be inspired. I wasn't trying to find the answer. I was just like, I need to be inspired to be to do this, to be healthy, to think differently. And I don't know what it was, but something, like, finally clicked. I don't know. It was like, it was, like, meant to be because I needed that. And it just happened. And now, going back to that, like, all-in-the-mind thing when you, you know, when you eat like when you go back to dairy or something like that back then when I wasn't seeing it right, I, I felt fine. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, not a big deal. But now I like walk by like a street meat cart or if I even smell like real mayonnaise, it freaks me out. Like it's, I can sense the smallest ingredient in food that isn't, you know, that isn't, um, that isn't like vegan friendly. It's crazy. And, I've, you know, it's now been like two years since it's been like fully, you know, since I've been fully vegan. But it's like how I was with cigarettes because I used to smoke when I was a kid, like like a madman. And then I stopped and now like if I'm walking by someone in the open air in the street and like the littlest bit of cigarette goes into my nose, I have to like I have like a superstition where I have to hold, like breathe out until I pass that person because I don't want to like I don't want to smell it. It freaks me out. And crazy it's kind of gnarly how that happens because i just started at something for me and now and then finally realize it's bigger than me it's bigger than any of us and that's kind of where that's where roadside vegan came from because again like if you look like you said you looked at the website when you look at the website there's not that many posts like i don't do it as like a regimented thing i'm not like oh you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm passionate for me and I'm, you know, like my Instagram, I'll post about veganism all the time, but it's not like a way to push anyone. I, it's just my documented life. Like it's what I do every day. This is what I'm eating. And a lot of my friends will hit me up and they're like, dude, I've been eating so much healthier because of you. You're like showing me these places and I'm going to them and realizing that like this stuff tastes good. You know, it doesn't taste good for vegan. It tastes like good. And if you look at my Instagram, if you look at my, um, my blog roadside vegan, it's like, it's not, I'm not doing it as to like, I'm not doing it as a job or anything. I'll make those posts when they come because it's natural, it's organic, just like everything I'm intaking and like the way I'm trying to live my life, you know? So I think that's where it's, a, I think that's where it's a lot different. I don't want to be one of those blogs that like you look at it and these people are like, life is so perfect. I'm here with blah, 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 eating vegan friendly yogurt and we just got back from like 10 yoga classes. I love yoga. I'm just saying. <laughs> we just got back from like 10 yoga classes. Like, uh, cause like life isn't perfect. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing a million other things. I'm not going to like make roadside vegan a thing until it's, I feel like 
the next story has come to me. You know what I mean? It's like, and I think back to what you were first mentioning, like, you know, I realized that at some point being in bands, like I'm not just good at being in a band. I'm, you know, there's more, there's more to life than just one thing for so long. You know, you think, you know, my heart is set on this one thing. This thing has to happen. This thing has to happen. But then you miss so much of your life. You miss so many other things that you're good at or that you want to do. And I finally, it took like kind of being married to realize there's other things out there than one thing. And, you know, that's where the blog came from. That's where the photographs came from, like wanting to make a book, like, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's why Roadside Vegan's around because I realized that I don't have to fucking do one thing every five seconds, but when it comes, it comes to me, you know, when I feel it, when I'm ready for a story or when I document a place or something, it's because I'm there, you know, like, like Iceland, I went to, my wife and I went to Iceland in December with a bunch of our friends and, and I'm making a, a photo book for it, you know, but it's already February because I'm just chilling out. Like when it's ready, it's ready, you know, and same thing with the blog. I'm, I'm making a blog for Iceland, like a couple like pages of how cool it was to eat there and like find vegan food there and stuff. But like, I'm not doing it to get in people's faces. Like it was for me. I have the memory and when it's time to show other people and express how it was, then that's when it'll be, you know? In looking at everything you've done, like in looking at the Roadside Vegan blog itself, the thing that I notice, and you keep saying when it's not, it's not the right time to, to oversaturate it or whatever. The thing, yeah. the the phrase I kind of latch onto more is, it seems like when the passion is there, because like the uh, post about, and I might mispronounce her name, Romani, 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 yeah, okay, Romani Pope. Uh, when kind of quickly going through that, you know, you discuss how you had never met her before you ended up seeing her at the the shop up i believe is what it's called yeah um and had noticed her taking photos and just kind of being aware of of what she was doing and finding out that she was like the photographer pr person for the shop up events the initial conversation sparked a lot of what became the interview itself and and how it went further and deeper than you would have imagined it would have initially yeah uh so with that taking all that into context it seems like more if the inspiration isn't there, if it's not something that not only inspires you, but will hopefully inspire the others that are going to take the time to read it, you're not just putting out fluff. You're not putting out shit for the sake of having content. You're doing it yeah. because it, it means something. It has weight. Yeah, totally. Like, and honestly, I, and when you first said it, you said, if the passion isn't there, like I, I wouldn't say, I, I think you corrected yourself towards the end and said inspiration, definitely inspiration. Like I'm always passionate. The passion's always there, but I won't do it unless the inspiration is there, you know, and if it's organic, like Romani, yeah, I just met her. She was cool as hell. And we just started talking. We met in the city and did the interview and like, it was deep, you know, and I know it like, kind of like, it, it was like hard for her to even see it post interview, like, you know, but that's cool to me because I don't, Again, like you're, yeah, it's not fluff. Like I don't even care. I don't even expect more than like five people to read it. So when I see there's like a shitload of readers, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm not. I didn't expect <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like I've made it for people who care about it. If three people read it and they give a shit about like what I'm talking about, then that's cool. Like it, it's not like I'm not trying to be some 
famous blogger or I'm not trying to be some famous this. Like I do shit because I love to do it. And if it affects someone in the world and changes them for the better or makes them see a little differently, like that's all I care about, you know? And I think so many people, the reason why so many people push it is because they just want followers. They just want to see this. They just want people to see them as this and like whatever. And like, you know, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care about followers. I just want to help people. And if that grows in popularity, cool. You know what I mean? But like my goal is to just show people a cooler lifestyle while doing what I do and not changing myself for anyone, you know? I've often wondered with, uh, I mean, in doing this podcast and talking to various people who, like yourself, are are known for more, I would say, one thing as opposed to within the yeah. specifics. Like, you know, as we, you kind of reopened uh, my mind as to how I prose some of my questions sometimes because I realize in a medium where you can't see me or hear the tone or medium of what I'm saying, like written, it's kind of hard to, to differentiate all that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of people may know you from the bands that you were in, but like you had yeah. said, within the industry, like within the subset of like vegan culture or whatever, like you're known for that and for photography and things like that. Like you're, you know, have uh, a name for in those uh, fields. Um, and something that I've always found interesting is, you know, trying to bring to light some of these other things, like with talking to uh, Nick from It Dies Today, their drummer, mm-hmm. you know, something that I had found through following him on socials is his recovery process of being an addict and becoming a, like a sober life coach of sorts uh, in the last year or so. And I thought that was really interesting. And I thought, you know, it's not something you typically hear someone go through the process of, but maybe that it's something that others will need to hear. Um, Yeah. Is that what he does? That's awesome. He's basically in the process, I think of finishing up uh, like the certification process of, of all of that. Yeah. yeah, He's like leading groups and stuff like that. And damn, that's was, really cool. It was one of those things where, you know, having lost a friend to, uh, you know, other issues and shit like yeah, that, yeah. it's like, it's personal to me. And, you know, as I ended up saying in the intro to it, it's like, you know, if just very much like you said, if two fucking people listen to this thing and it helps them make that first step to, to living a healthier life, whatever it is, whether it be, you know, recovery from addiction or just a better lifestyle in general, like, you know, maybe the, like hearing this or hearing anything that, you know, Nick was saying will make you go, well, Maybe I won't eat like a fucking fat piece of shit today and yeah, eat like totally. horrible food. Like maybe I'll change and small things to my diet and just kind of make a I, change. I think it's also important to know where the person comes from too. Like I, I was extremely overweight like my whole life, you know, until, until, I mean, you know, I was fluctuating for a long time, but now it's like. You know, I, my weight will never, I will never gain weight again. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Because I know in my mind how I live my lifestyle. And yeah, obviously I don't mean gain weight as in like a couple pounds, like in the winter or whatever, you know, you obviously like fluctuate, but like, it's so funny when I see older photos of myself and know that I will never be that size again. You know, it's kind of trippy. Right. And I mean, I just no one forced me to do that. You know, it was vegetarianism for 10 years and that did nothing because I ate like shit. You know, I thought being vegetarian was just like, Oh cool. Not eating meat. Let's eat like a bag of chips and you know, fucking bunion cakes and like all this dumb shit. Just being uninformed and, as a whole. Yeah, basically. exactly. And then, and then you get older and you realize, especially when you're married, you're like, fuck my health is important. I need to like live long for this person, you know? And, for myself, obviously, like that's what triggers everything. But 
you know, you change your whole lifestyle and you realize it is better. You know, I don't even drink anymore. I mean, yeah, obviously if it's like a holiday or something like that, I'll have like maybe a beer or something. And then my brain will just click and be like, dude, this tastes like shit. You work so hard to not care about this stuff. And then I like, I literally can't even finish like three, two to three beers. It's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's your mind is so powerful. And I just, I want to show people in the most organic way possible that like, like you can totally eradicate negative things from your life. You know what I mean? So many people hold on to negativity in their past and like things like that when like, it's so easy to just let it go, you know? And that's, it's, it's crazy. Again, when I walk by something that like smells of meat or like cigarettes or something and I'm just like, Oh my fucking God. Like, this is crazy because I, I'll like five minutes later, I'll walk down the street and I'll still be like, wow, I was never like that. You know what I mean? I can't believe I can sense something so strong and potent. And, you know, when I used to just inhale things like that, you know what I mean? It's funny you say that because, I mean, I think a, a, a weird parallel to that that I've kind of been talking about with other people is like for those that like i'm gonna be 33 in a couple of months and thinking Mm. about a time where as a legal drinking of legal drinking age going to bars that had you could just smoke in them and thinking about how yeah it might have bothered you because you i mean i was never a smoker um yeah yeah but i I tolerated it and then it's like now when you go someplace and i'm sure with you touring i always constantly see people bitching about venues like i can't believe this place in germany lost fucking smoking yep yeah i've literally put out cigarettes in people's like Drinks. hands and, and oh. mouths in the front row. Like I've literally <laughs> just grabbed cigarettes and like crushed them because, <laughs> and you know, that's, that's, I'm not saying it's like cool, you know, because obviously everybody has a right to do what they want to do. But when I'm on stage and there's cigarette smoke blowing in front of me, like I can't even take the fog machines, you know, they like hurt my throat. So when people are just ripping cigarettes right in front of me and blowing in my face, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this cigarette out for you. Like, I don't want this in my face, you know? And not many places do it anymore, right. which is fucking amazing. But the places I do, it's like, dude, why? that's fucking so bad for everybody. Like, it's fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like, if you smoke, cool, I don't give a shit, whatever. I have tons of friends who fucking smoke, do drugs, whatever. I don't give a shit. But, like, when you put me in that situation, it's like, that's not cool because I'm not putting you in a situation that you're not comfortable with. You know what right. I mean? So it's like I'm gonna put it out. Like I'm just gonna erase. I'm just gonna uh, erase the meet the middleman and just fucking put the cigarette out for you. I'm not gonna ask you, especially when it's my, you know, when it's my health that's being compromised. You know. It's just Sorry. weird to to kind of look back and realize that there was a time where we tolerated and put up with it as like you guys are saying as a non-smoker. Yeah, to where now insane. when you go somewhere and yeah. you're around it, like you just come home, even if you're like just happen to go through a crowd of people smoking, you get home and you're like, fuck man, my clothes smell yeah, like this clothes sucks. Stink. Oh, and my God. it's like you like my wife and I constantly are just like, How the fuck did we ever put up with this and like just be like, Yeah, it's whatever. Like it was worth yeah. it to be wherever we were. It's like, no. <laughs> it's kinda it really crazy, wasn't. right? Yeah. So I mean it's it's, cra- it's kinda it's weird. Crazy. I was gonna say it's go been ahead. weird that uh I kind of use that as a weird parallel to, and I, like I said, I don't know if it's because, you know, of my age now, but like, 
I never was one that thought that, you know, 30 was a long ways away or 40 is old. Like, I've yeah. always been like, I can't wait to get that age because you kind of, it's like a badge of honor. Like, you fucking earned it. Like, you did something right to get here. So, with that being said, I always kind of have looked forward to getting older. Dude, everything changes as you get older, especially when you get married. It's insane. When I talk about marriage, I'm not talking about it as like a crutch. You know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. learn all this stuff being single, too. But for me, you know, I, I think... I've never ever, I've never ever felt like this in my life with a woman, with like my significant other. You know what I mean? Like I, I've been, you know, I've had long relationships and whatever. But when you real, when you find that one person that Everything you're supposed changes. to be with, it's like it puts a lot of things in into perspective, and your priorities change. And you know, I thankfully have a wife who like appreciates and supports everything I do. So I can do these creative things as much as I want, you know, but it's cool how it all circles back to, you know, living for yourself, but also for someone that you want to like last with, you know, I don't ever want to, I want to be as healthy as possible so I can be there until I'm like 80 looking out for, you know what I mean? It's like, and I try not to think of age as a number. Obviously we all do because that's what it is in our life, you know? existence it's become like numeric but i mean time is expansive you know and it's like i try to just think how can i just last the longest you know what i mean i used to not want to last at all but now it's like well how can i outgrow how can i outlive you know the the status quo you know how can i increase my longevity as a human being and it's i mean it's just crazy again it's just going back to how your like mind shifts you know how you can walk into a bar now and be like, oh, cigarette smoke, this is fucked, I'm out. You yeah. know, it's, it's pretty interesting how things change. Speaking of uh, things changing, that was actually a really shitty segue because it's not having anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, photography, like you had kind of talked about, you know, getting into photography and, and doing all these books. Where was where was the base for the want to, to get delve more into photography and, and you know, all that? Was it yeah. always something that you were interested in, like at a young age or something? You yeah, kinda... so, so I've always, like I kind of mentioned it a little before, I've always been into photography. I mean, the, the minute I got like a shitty camera phone, I was expressing myself through it, you know, like what looked artistic to me. I mean, if you look back on like my social media or whatever, I mean, I, f I fucking hate saying it because I don't even fucking care that much about it. I just use it because obviously it's like, I like documenting my life and going back and seeing things, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that was so fun. You know what I mean? And obviously there's other ways you can do it. I think like, everyone – sorry to cut you off. I feel like that's yeah. actually something that everyone forgets about what the social media – what social medias are supposed to be is yeah. not necessarily for other people but for yourself. Like I know sometimes yeah. when I go back and look at vacations – I mean like we went to Atlanta and like one of the coolest fucking things that happened randomly was I ran into Ric Flair outside of the uh, Falcons game. <laughs> And Ooh. yeah, no. And it's like, I don't really get super excited about meeting people, but I remember yeah. like my wife and our friend were walking in and I was like, holy fucking shit, that's Ric Flair. And I was like, like, and typically when I take photos, I don't ask to take photos of people. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, the experience is worth it to me. But I was like, I need a fucking photo. Like, this is sweet. And I remember just like smile, like shit eating grin on my face. Cause I was like, holy fucking shit. I love wrestling. And I just met the man himself. Like, woo, exactly. Like, totally. And I look back and it's like, 
a handful of people liked it, whatever. And I always look back and I'm like, that was a great fucking day. Like I had memories with friends. Like we had a really awesome time. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I feel like that's lost on so many people where they're like, I posted a photo of Ric Flair and I tagged him and I hashtagged him and I only got seven right. likes. And it's like, who gives a shit? Did you have a good fucking time? Isn't that what the photo is for? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it totally. And that's the thing. That's why I do. That's why I do the stuff I do very organically because I don't care about all that shit. I don't fucking care about likes. I don't care about marketing myself. You know, I, so many people do that and that's cool. If it works for you too, great. That's awesome. But like, I don't really give a shit. I've tried to do things where I'm like, Oh, maybe this can like, you know, build up and you know, whatever. Cause in the end, sometimes you're just trying to make a living too. And like, how can you, you know, how can you expand yourself monetarily, whatever, obviously you want to be, cre you want to make a living doing creative things. But like, I just come to realize that I don't care about Instagram and I'm not going to be one of those dudes who's like, Oh yeah, Instagram, whatever. Like, obviously I have one. We all, everyone who fucking talks shit or doesn't all have one, but like, I don't, I don't care about how mine looks or comes across. Like, you know, I, for a while I was like, Oh, I'm only going to post photos or flowers. And then it's just like, dude, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's what I will put on there is what I will put on there. If it's like a funny picture of my fucking cat and it just looks like shit, I don't give a shit. And if the next one's like this awesome photo I worked hard on, cool. If the next one's like food that I eat, cool. I don't care, you know? And it's like, I, and Instagram started off, as I remember, just artistic expression. You know what I mean? It was every, if you look at all people's first Instagram photos, it was all like, trying to take dope photos and I use that as inspiration when it first came out I was like for myself I had what maybe fucking three followers and I was like oh cool how can I like how can I just take a dope photo like for me you know for me for me for me and along the way you get more followers and stuff but you know I still have always been what's cool for me what can I you know like and now yeah it's also become social media through like life documentation it's not just artistic photos it's like you know what i'm eating with my girl or whatever wherever i am in the world but like you know it just goes back to some people do it hoping to gain something out of it and others do it because it's there and that's what i do you know i sold a bunch of my books and it's fucking awesome but if it sold one i still ordered my own you still you know, made I'm, it that's that's yeah, an accomplishment like, in of itself. yeah exactly and and I think you asked how that came about. So circling back to that. Um, so yeah, I've always taken photos, you know, it's just something I've always done. I've never had like a dope camera until like two Christmases ago, my wife got me my first Sony camera and, um, you know, that is like my first. And again, you can have any type of camera. It's your eye. That's important. But obviously you want cool quality photos for yourself, like whatever. But I mean, what's good quality. You can get a fucking, piece of shit camera that you find at like a garage sale and take the most amazing photos if you like believe in it you know but i wanted sony because i just love sony you know i'm a <laughs> sony guy so my wife got me my first sony camera and you know i started taking a bunch of photos and throughout my life uh, especially like being in the band throughout my like career uh, my good friend lisa johnson who edited the layout of the book it says, if you look at the book, it says, you know, all photos by me and then edited by Lisa. She did the whole layout. She basically made the book. She put all the photos in the order. You know, she put the captions together for me. Like, I made the captions, but she just placed everything. So Lisa is an amazing photographer. 
She's legendary. If you don't know her, she's photographed iconic Nirvana photos, Offspring, Rage Against the Machine, No Doubt, um, Smashing Pumpkins. I think you know one of her photos is on a Smashing Pumpkins cover. Um, she's like the legendary rock photographer and someone I'm so inspired by because she's so cool. She's so down to earth. She just lives life like a normal human being. You wouldn't think that she gets down with all of these fucking bands and artists, you know, like I remember there was, this always sticks to my, I mean, like I love her for who she is, but it just blows my mind. Sometimes I'll be talking to her and I'm like, fuck, I remember that time I called you and you were, you were laying on, you know, a couch in a, in a, like in the studio while Dave Grohl was like blasting music with Trent Reznor. And she's like, Oh, I, I, I keep hearing this one song. They keep playing this one song. And I'm just like laughing. Cause she's like laying on a couch. Like, this you know, is her, her day to day. She's like, they're playing this one song. I, they can't stop. They're doing this one song. And I'm like, I'm like, it's so funny because she's just talking about it so randomly, but it's like two of my idols, you know, or like, I mean, I'm more, you know, I think Trent Reznor, in my opinion, is like one of my main icons, but it's just basically it was just it's just funny. I just it's crazy to know that she's earned so much in her life for being such a down person. You know what I mean? Like, that's what blows my mind when I talk to her. Sometimes I'll forget because she's just so cool. And you're just like, fuck. So anyway, she has always been like, dude, you have an eye. She's like, you really do. You should keep keep going, keep going. You have an eye. And when Lisa Johnson tells you you have an eye, you're like, well, I need to work on this. You know what I mean? Like, I want to keep going because this is cool. Like, what I, something I'm doing is actually, it's you know, it's another cool thing that I don't, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say I would waste my time with it if I wasn't good at it. I would still do it. But, like, I'm more inspired to get better when someone like Lisa is like, dude, you have an eye. You know what I mean? So... I just kept working on it and working on it and working on it. And finally, I I approached Lisa and Lisa kind of approached me actually. And she's like, you should make a book. So I documented one of the tours I was on and I went to Lisa and I was like, I have all these photos. And Lisa was super down to make the book. She's like, dude, let me put it together. I'll put it together for you. Like, you know, whatever. And you know, it was like, whenever you finish it, cool. You know, she, she was on tour like all of last year. You know, she's super busy and there was no rush at all. I honestly forgot about the book for a while. I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then I was on a flight to California like two weeks ago or maybe a little more than that. And Lisa's like, dude, I finished the book. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? I'm like, I totally forgot about it. That's awesome. So that, that's how the book came. You know, it was just right then and there. The minute she said she finished it, the next like few days we went over the revisions and it was done. And like, that's how I do my that's how my art is. It's very laid back. You know what I mean? It's like so many people are like regimented, got to get done, got to get done. And that's cool. But I'm not like that. And having someone like Lisa behind you is so awesome because she's also like that. You know, obviously everyone has deadlines for certain things, but Lisa is very chill. And I know when something's done, it's because it's right. You know, mm. so. uh, I was kind of wondering, <clears throat> And like I said, it seems like you're more active on, on Instagram. Like, And I kind of feel like a dickhead for just keep bringing up uh, socials. But there is actually a point to this one. Um, with you doing the blog and with you doing the book and photography and, you know, writing between, you know, I don't know if you're one that just writes 
just to write. Um, or if you're just someone that writes kind of when you have to or when it's for something for a specific you know, project. I, I don't I don't write. It's okay. really weird. I, I mean, there are times I have, but like I, I don't write. I mean, I my inspiration for writing comes when it's time to make music. Like I get super into writing. I'll rewrite lyrics like 10 times over, you know, and it's funny because sometimes that's bad because when we went to Ross uh, Robinson for our last record, <laughs> I had like I made copies of the lyrics for everybody and I was like, here you go, handing them out like super excited. <laughs> and that was like the 15th time I wrote the lyrics, all of them. And I was like, yeah, here you guys go. I made copies for everyone. And then Ross totally deconstructed my brain and was like, what is this even about? And then we just dove into other things that had nothing to do with certain songs and lyrics and all the lyrics changed. So I think after going with Ross, especially, I was like, damn, I'm not going to write for something <laughs> like months in like prior. I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to let it come to me. And I've been a lot more laid back with things like that. Ross like totally changed my view on a lot of things like that. And for the better too, because I think when you like attach yourself to one thing, I mean, obviously, so we all know this, but like you shouldn't always attach yourself to one thing. Cause that's not how life is. Things change, you know? And I, I just don't like writing. I don't like writing unless it's for music. Yeah. It's just, you know, I express myself through photos or I express myself through, going for a run or something like that like that to me is expression you know i express myself in muay thai when i go train and you know it those things might not sound artistic to people but they are to me and you know i can't i'm not one to just sit down and be like oh, i've had such a bad day let me write about it i'm like <laughs> damn my day sucked you know let me let me go for a run or let me do this or whatever you know i think i think that's where my expression comes from i can't I just never liked writing to write, you know, it's, I've tried and I'll read all of it and be like, this sucks. This, <laughs> it, this, I didn't think about any of this as I wrote it. And then I'm reading it back and I'm like, this sounds so like, for, like I sound like, I'm, yeah, it just looks like I read it and I'm like, I, it just seems like I'm trying to write to write right. and I'm not down with that. I won't show that to anybody. So I just don't do it. It's really weird that, uh, like, A, I kind of forgotten that Ross Robinson, you guys did the last record with him, but it's weird because as I was saying, like, right before we started recording, I'm watching Sound City, uh, which I love documentaries and music shit, so yeah. that dude has been in so many things that I've watched over the years, and he always just seems so intense and so, it's so intense and so focused, and yeah. it seems like anyone who has any, like, he was on a podcast recently called uh, Someone Who Isn't Me, I don't remember <clears> the dude who... Uh, who does it but he is works for the bbc and just listening to ross just talk about the most mundane things in reality he's so passionate and focused about it you're just like fuck man i feel changed like maybe like my perspective on life and things are just so skewed and like not the way it should be that it's really weird and it's like you know in light of some of the other uh, stuff he's been working on that's coming out now the one constant though is that everyone's always seemingly changed after meeting him that it, it seems yeah. like one of those that it's like I said, as someone who's in my early 30s, the records he's put out over the years that have been seminal, just, you know, it just seems like a very intense dude and for everyone's forever changed after meeting him. Uh, yeah, on, honestly, I I have to give him credit for a lot of where, a lot of where um, my inspiration to like push veganism really came from. 
I mean, is, is he vegan? You know, I'm trying to remember. Yes, if he's, okay, yes, yeah, he's yeah. he's raw vegan. Okay. Like the dude is legit, and it's cool because I went there, you know, fully vegan, and definitely, you know, I went there already informed. You know what I mean? I already had that separation again. The separation I was talking about. I already had that like erased. You know what I mean? Like. But when you go to Ross, he's just, again, like you said, he's just so passionate about everything that it does change you and it inspires you. And he inspired me even furthermore. Like, you know, I, this is who I am and I'm so proud of being this person because it's for a cause. It's for a good reason. And, you know, when you go with Ross, you realize that everything is in its right place. Even the worst of the worst like if something's terrible in your life, why is it terrible? Because eventually it creates a song or it creates a photo that you took while experiencing that in your brain. Yeah. And while experiencing these, these negative like is- issues in your brain, you're creating something beautiful. I mean, he's totally t- changed, changed me for in so many awesome ways to like really just go with the flow of the world, you know, like, I mean, I rarely have bad days, you know what I mean? Like, obviously we all have bad days, but I rarely have them now because I am so grateful for this existence that I realize that I'm part of something very important and I have everything I've ever wanted around me. You know, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of just crazy how he really flips your brain. I mean, when you go with him, you're not, you're not going with someone who's just producing a record. You're going with someone who cares about you and who cares about the way the world is and who who mends the two together to make you this, like, I'm like, it's almost like I've become bigger than myself. You know what I mean? And I mean that, like, mentally, I, I've become, I've, it expands your Moral everything. Way. Yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, I've, I've been fully I've been fully like I don't want to say awaken because it sounds really lame but honestly he's opened my eyes to so much stuff and opening your eyes is waking up you know no, and, sure. and he's he's so good at doing that and he he's not doing it for any other reason but that's just who he is and you just latch on to his positivity and his his thought process he's not He's not pushing something on you. And it's funny because when we first started recording with him and he was like attacking my lyrics, I was like, I was like, why is he like digging so deep into me, you know? And my ego was like, what the fuck? Why is he doing that? Why is, you know? And then like you start to realize like, holy shit, he's not talking at you. He's talking with you and everything he's pulling out of me and telling me I've been doing, he's done it before. So it's not like he's just like pointing fingers. He's. He's helping me through something he's even gone through, you know, and it's just amazing. I mean, he's he's become like a mentor to me. I'm, I I love that guy so much. It's insane. It's insane what he's done for me. Sorry to get a side tangent on that, but I guess that's what a podcast is great for. But yeah, what I was yeah. actually uh, going to say, though, was <clears throat> with the photography, do you find that you know, between Instagram kind of being a, a thing where you, there's a photo and then you create a caption for it to articulate maybe like the vibe of what you're looking to talk about or whatever. Do you feel that photography has allowed you to express yourself in such a way to, let me make sure I had it written down. So I articulate this correctly. Um, 
as a writer who writes lyrics and stuff for your blog, do you feel that being a photographer allows you to be really art to really articulate your words and add another level depth to them with the photo and the images themselves? Or is there really not that much thought into kind of, at least in that realm, as far as like social media? like? Yeah, I don't really do the caption thing. I do, but like I don't. Okay. There's times where I'll be like, I'll just write, yeah, this is cool. Or there's times I do like a song lyric from something I was legitimately listening to, listening to when I took that photo or what that photo reminds me of. Like I see certain people post photos and there's always lyrics and the lyrics don't like make any sense <laughs> to the photo. It's like, like a naked girl. And it's like, like, honey, we can leave this place. The world is crazy. Fucking meh, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't really think about that stuff. If there, if there's a song lyric in my head from when I shot that or what it makes me feel, then yeah, I'll, I'll put it. But like, I really try not to think too much into it. Like I, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I just don't like, I, I guess something's on there. It's because I wanted it there. If something's not on there, it's cause I didn't want it there. You know, I don't really have these like plans for anything. I, I just kind of just go and I'm not, if I'm making a lyric, I'm not like, Oh man, people really dig this lyric with the photo. I'm just like, fuck, this is what that like makes me. That's instantly what I thought of. So I'm going to put it, you know, I guess I should so, have I'm, specified a little bit more, maybe more to the point of helping the words that you're putting in, like with the blog and stuff like that. Um, cause like, I know and I, I should have wrote down the name of this place. It's the, the hay market. Is that what it is? Uh, Haymaker's Corner. Haymaker's Corner. All right, yeah. you've uh, referenced that in some of your photos quite a bit recently, like with one of the sandwiches, and then you talked about it in the blog uh, and took some photos of it. So it's kind of, I guess that's more or less what I meant. It's kind of like putting the whole package together yeah, to articulate I mean, like what you're doing, I guess more so with the blog as opposed to that. But yeah, I kind of, the... sorry, I was going to say kind of no, it's okay. put them together because like a lot of your social since the blog has come out kind of reference some of the things that you're discussing within the blog, whether it be places or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I guess, meant more of that. Like when you're in conjunction to the bigger picture of like the Roadside Vegan website blog in conjunction with like your socials, like and you yeah. being a photographer and being able to like write the captions and stuff. Like, are you, do you think it helps you become, since you do it all, allows you to really tell the narrative of what you're trying to say as yeah, opposed to definitely. having someone else do it? For the blog, yeah. I mean, I want to be as detailed as I can for the blog because I, I want the people to read it and be like, damn, I need to go to this place or like, damn, that's cool that that person went through this or that he went through it or whatever. Like, you know, when I write the blog, that's something I'm writing with a purpose. Again, you know how we were talking about that before, like that's me writing with a purpose. So, of course, I don't I don't look at the blog as social media. I look at it as like my journal that some people see. And again, there's only like four or five things on there right now, but that's because it's for me and I know people are going to see it, but I'm being as detailed as I can because yeah, the people who do read it, I want them to naturally be like, damn, I need to try this place. But like, I also am just documenting what I, what I experienced going there or what I experienced in talking to that person, because I mean, it wouldn't be fair to my mission of veganism and, and the people I'm talking to, to like not be descriptive and put everything together. You know what I mean? I mean, when it comes to like my, like an Instagram or something, I'm, I don't give a shit, you know, like, unless I'm obviously at a cool place and I'm like, 
someone go here, this place rules, you know, and I'm still like, not as like crazy detailed. It's like, you know, but yeah, for the blog, I want to be, I want to be detailed because my, my favorite aspect in writing is like, you know, visceral. I want people to, I like when I read something and it's so in your face that you can almost feel like you're in that moment in the book or in the page or whatever. So, I mean, when I write with intention, that's always my intention. Even lyrically, I want people to, to like put themselves there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I definitely do my best to be very descriptive in the blog, but I separate the blog from social media. That's like, that's almost like a book or a journal. You know what I mean? I guess with the rebranding of, of the, the Instagram uh, username being kind of co- coinciding with the, the blog, I kind of figured that was more of a transition to kind of kind of show yeah. growth or whatever. So I wasn't really sure if that was kind of like, I, I, now that I this think, is out. Go ahead. Yeah, totally. And that's a good point that you, you know, you caught on to that. But I think I changed my name on fucking Instagram because I was just like, I don't want to just be known for being in a band anymore. I have other things I want to do. You know, people who know me mostly know I'm in a band and they know that's my main focus. But I have so many other things in my life that I want to do. And when I changed it, yeah, I did have an intention of, you know, focusing only on making it a a vegan Instagram account. I did, you know. But again, I I started like posting certain things and I was like, yeah, I don't care. I I don't want to do that. I want to be me. And I'm not trying to. I don't want to force anything that's fucking stupid. You know, I think people who do that, I just think it's lame. I'm just, that's just not who I am. So I changed the name and I was like, yeah, well, I don't, I'm not just in a band, so I'm just going to keep it like that. And I'll fucking post band things. I'll post whatever. And I don't care if one thing gets 30 likes and the other thing gets like 10 million. Like I, I just changed the name because I was just like, I, I just want something different. You know, I, now I have all these like goals and veganism is so important to me that I want to, I do want to be known as someone who is trying to share that positivity in the world. You know what I mean? So I, it's funny because I go to those pop-up events and people are like, Oh, you're, you're roadside vegan or whatever. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but like, I'm not, I'm not, I was never trying to to just be known for that. And it's cool that now I'm in another world where people are like, oh, hey, you're that guy. And I really like this article about blah, blah, blah. Their donuts are amazing. I tried the donuts and like, that's cool to me, you know, because I've only been known for being in a band and it's not, I don't care if I'm ever known for anything or not. This is just who I am. And, but to know that people are knowing me through veganism is very important to me because I want. I want to be, I want to make, you know, I want to spark inspiration for people. I want to be a part of that movement because it's done so much for me that I want to spread that, you know? And again, naturally, all of my friends who try vegan food through me are like, dude, it was awesome. I just read that. I was like, I saw the photo. I was like, damn, that looks fucking good. I need to go eat there. It's not (laughs) like go vegan or else, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's times I'll like talk about how it's important to to do it which is a fact like it is important but like i'll never push it on anybody you know what i mean like people are going seeing me in like a natural state it's not like anything forced you know kind of the last couple of questions i have anyway it's when you bring up kind of being 
the like the process of going through being a vegan and seeking out things i was actually just talking to a friend of mine who lives out in the new york area as well and when i had brought his old band out on tour it was very hard for him to eat because uh, obviously they weren't making a lot of money at all and yeah, yeah. uh when I was, he sent a Snapchat of something and it was like a bunch of, like a bowl of bacon or whatever. And I was like, is that faking or what? And he goes, nah, man, real bacon. And I was just like, wait a minute, I'm confused. Like, you're the dude who, would, when we would go to Steak and Shake, would just order like an Unwitch and like, you know, basically yeah. all the toppings and then sat there and thought like, sul- like sulking about it. Like, cause like, no, I don't really have anywhere to go. Yeah. And I was like, and now you're eating bacon? He's like, yeah, dude, it was just, it was so hard, like constantly being on the road, even still, like to find, you know, places to go and it being, it's not cost efficient to, to try to do that either on a touring band's uh, per diems or whatever. Yeah. And so it's interesting to me that like, as I see it, like, you know, it seemed, like I said, with the Haymaker uh, corner that it seems like, and I guess it's whatever you want to put into it. If you want to give up that easily, then I guess you weren't that, you know, passionate yeah. about it. From my perspective, I'm not, you know, saying that this yeah, person yeah, isn't, course. but how hard is it to, to maintain you know, this lifestyle being on the road and, you know, knowing that maybe where you are doesn't have a whole lot of options for you. On tour, it's fucking hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But I mean, you, you just bring deal shit with, with it. you? Like, do you maybe bring like, a cooler um, and go buy stuff? I don't. Or? I don't bring shit with me, but I mean, I'll like, I'm just very day to day. I just go with the flow, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, I just, I don't bring things with me. It's, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll feel the effect of that when I'm only living off of like 7-Eleven pistachios and, you know, bottles of water for a few days at a time or until we get like catered food or whatever. But honestly, I become so into finding new places to eat, especially when I'm on tour for the blog. I want to like find these cool places and like help them maybe get a little bit of recognition or whatever. And like, and plus I'm just hungry that I'll just, (laughs) I'll find places. Like I have apps that'll be like, Oh, there's a, I found, I think every place I've eaten on tour so far, except for maybe like five places that I've already known of on the like last couple of tours or places I've eaten for the first time. Cause I've just found them like, yeah, I'll, I'll have to walk like three hours, you know, like I, I think there was one time I walked, not three hours, but I think there was one time I walked like an hour and a half each way to get to one place rather than, I think we were in Canada. I think we were somewhere where there were like Uber or Uber wasn't around yet or something, but like, yeah, like, you know, but that's so fun. I mean, that's the fun part of it, you know, especially if I'm writing about it. I'm like, I had to fucking walk three, like two, three <laughs> hours total to get here and leave the place. Like, you know, it's in this like little area that's kind of crazy. But I mean, I've found so many good places. And the thing that does suck on tour is that, yeah, it's a little more money. But I mean, you're also, you have to think about it as investing in your health right. and, and investing in the, like the planet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people can just give up and eat a fucking cheeseburger, but then you become part of the problem, you know? And I don't mean, I have nothing against people who eat whatever they want to eat. That nothing against that. But like environmentally, factually, yeah, if you're eating meat, you're a part of the issue, you know what I mean? You're a part of planetary issues, you know? Whereas, you know, I want to find the places that are trying to make a difference, you know? And plus, I just love food. Like veganism has has really given me a passion for food. I mean, when you eat meat, you're you know you're eating fucking flesh. You're you're a zombie. Your taste buds are dull. You know, and it's it's fact 
like your taste buds will dull, you know, like all these people can eat whatever the fuck they want to eat. They can go all these bougie ass like French restaurants and that's great. But like, it's nothing compared to when you're eating fucking like vibrant, colorful food that is safe for the environment and, and is fucking like full of life in its own way. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I get to find these places. I get to look for these places that have that and are trying to make a difference you know, and I find some really fucking cool places. There's a million places I haven't written about because I'm just like, fuck, I don't even like, I just want that for me. That memory was for me. You know right. what I mean? But I mean, th that's kind of the fun part of being on tour is that it's hard. I think it makes it more interesting because, you know, yeah, I fucking live off of pistachios and like kale chips from Walmart when I have to. But I mean, at night, if I'll go and spend like 30 bucks on a dinner, even though I make nothing on tour you know, until after tours, I'm just like, well, I don't give a shit. You know, I have my own money and, you know, even though it's a fucking lot and I should be budgeting myself, I'm going to go eat all this fucking place's food because it's awesome that they're like five miles away. You know what I mean? I love it. I mean, I think, I think now my mindset has actually given me more of an inspiration to like, you know, be, to seek out, have these adventures to seek out. Yeah. I mean, it's, fucking awesome because when you find it first of all you're eating vegan is it's so rewarding like for yourself it's such a great feeling because you're fucking really in it you're really really in it and when you find these places it's you're even more proud of yourself you're like fuck yeah like hell yeah i'm giving back to this earth and i'm giving back to myself and i've found such a cool fucking place you know it's it's awesome there's honestly there's not many feelings like it. It sounds crazy, but it's really true. You can see really the smile it's putting on your face. Like when you Dude, talk about it, like you, you get really awesome. rejuvenated. I, so. I just keep thinking of like, you know, that I went to this like Asian restaurant that I found. I don't remember where we were. I'm trying to remember where it was, but I walked so far in <laughs> such sketchy areas. Like I went down through like a baseball dugout, like over these like crazy bridges and it got dark by the time I was like not even halfway there and I had to get back. And I'm just like, fuck, this is crazy. Like, I feel like I'm going to get jumped. You know what I mean? But I got there and it was like this small little place. I I like walked through this like driveway because you, you take this shortcut and then I like went on a wrong road and I wound up going through all these houses and the map is telling me like, go this way, go that way. And then finally I like get out. And I'm in this like massive driveway. I feel like I'm at like a mansion, but I think it was like wound up being like a library, but it looked like a house and it was closed and all dark and like fucking crazy looking. And then I like get out and there's like at the top of the hill, I'm up, I'm on the street again. And there's all these like dudes just grilling me. Like they know I'm just coming from like this weird spot, you know? And then right across the street, I saw the place and I like walk in and it's so warm because it was colder and it's so warm in the place. And the woman just comes over. She's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh my God, fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> what's up? She's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, this is who we are, whatever, welcome. She's like, I've never seen you in here before, so I'll explain everything. And she just told me all the menu. She, like, sat with me, brought me water. It's like, dude, when you go to, when you eat vegan, I swear to God, like, I mean, I don't, I don't really believe in God, but that's another story. Anyway, I swear, <laughs> I swear on everything. Like, when you eat when you're a vegan and you're really into the lifestyle for yourself and for the better of the world, like so much positivity is surrounded in that. It's like, you don't just go to a restaurant and some guy just brings you food. 
Like, you talk to the fucking people. And you know what? I used to think that was cheesy because there's a cafe in California that, like, you order food and they give you, like, a question of the day. So they're like, hey, do you want your question of the day? And I used to just be like, I would go there, you know, as a vegetarian or, like, through with friends. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, what's the question of the day? And they're like, what are you most grateful for? And I, they'd leave and I was like, oh, it's so cheesy. But, like, that's <laughs> fucking not cheesy. Like, I don't care if they have to do it. Because it's not cheesy. I I love when that shit happens because then it becomes a conversation with whoever you're with. So it's like, what are you grateful for today? Oh, man, that was blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, yeah, and then it just becomes something else. And it's like, not saying you can't have these moments if you're fucking eating meat, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to shit on people who are less educated. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm more educated. But, but like, I have seen the difference from both ends. And it's so fucking crazy how much love and respect and positivity is in just eating right you know what i mean it's so cool and then i left the place being like that was fucking awesome and then that walk back was the best walk back because i was full i found a place and i was stoked you know what i mean yeah one of the last questions i had for you ironically and as i've kind of been doing these podcasts i realized eventually i'm gonna have to, i not eventually like as a bad thing but that i will talk to people who believe something that maybe I don't, that have live a lifestyle that I, I don't. Um, I sadly not really big on veggies. I mm-hmm. really can't tolerate the taste of it. There's a whole backstory to that. That's my own thing, but yeah, but you know what though, you can be introduced to them in different ways where you wouldn't even realize but I'm they tra- are. But that, and that's Absolutely. the thing is, that, and like I was saying earlier, it's like I'm making smaller concessions to, to live healthier. So it's like, I've yeah. kind of cut out a lot of red meat, like replaced it with like super lean, like ground Turkey and things like that, like trying to eat more, more healthier. And like you said, trying to introduce veggies in, in other ways, whether, you know, maybe it's taking yeah. vitamins or something to at least get the things that you're supposed to. But like I said, it's but kind of a... Just ahead. so you know, and I'm not, I'm just, this is just One us having a conversation, yeah. but you're talking about eating healthier and that's great. And I know chicken and turkey is considered lean. Again, that's... You know, if you want to eat healthier, you should dive more into the veggies and get like, I mean, you're talking about vitamins and stuff like that, but you're eating meats that have like, like anti, yeah, like your, um, like antibiotics and shit that are pumped so much into these animals that they're growing taller, like resistance to these antibiotics and they're up in the dosage, upping, upping, upping. We're like, eventually you're just not even eating chicken. You're eating like fucked up shit. And, like, that shit, if you want to be healthy, you got to understand, and not even from, like, a slaughter point or anything, which we can talk about for hours, too. But, like, if you're just thinking about being healthy, eating something that's fucking so chemically fucked, like, that's – think about what that stuff will do to your body. So it's like you're trying to take all these vitamins and stuff, but all that's being totally negated from the fact that you're eating things that are so fucking chemically – fucking fueled yeah Yeah, that that like honestly it's it's washing it out and that's something i always tell people who are just who i'm just conversing with or who are asking it's like you have to think of healthy as in fucking healthy and okay cool you can think your healthy meats are like lean or whatever and that's cool but that's doing nothing because especially when it's like i mean it's just there's no good way to eat meat and that's just my opinion and as someone who was a meat eater for so fucking long in his life 
it's like there is no healthy way to go about it like yeah okay obviously people say this is part of your diet like oh if you want to get healthier eat these lean things whatever but like that's that's fucking that, that shit's from the fucking 50s you know what i mean and that's when farming had no chemicals at all you know and now you have all these fucking places where like you have to even be scared for like you know organically grown food like the organic board like the organic industry is such a small industry they are constantly fighting like they are constantly fighting all these fucking agrochemical businesses that are like trying to get past organic food trying to sneak their way into there it's like honestly the best thing you can do is just just like dive into fucking cool ways to eat plant-based because it's sad and it's scary how fucked the fucking industry is for meat. you know what i mean and cheeses and like you know all these poor animals are being fucking pumped with shit i'm no matter where the fuck they say it's grown like that shit is everywhere you know, I'm even scared of it in our vegetables now. I know that this is what I have to eat. And, you know, I go to like markets where things are locally grown. I do my best to really focus on the local side of it because obviously when you're away, you have to eat how you have to eat. But if you're home, I would definitely try to just look into it a little more and see like I can fucking like make you a meal that would blow your fucking minds. You know what I mean? My wife, really. My wife is the fucking <laughs> genius. Like, she can make you fucking meals that you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. And they don't taste like meat. They're just better. You just eat it and you go, what? What the fuck? Like, this is like a meat-based dish, like a vegan chicken parm or eggplant meatballs. You put in a spaghetti sauce and you're like, okay, this doesn't taste like meat, but it's fucking awesome. It's way better. And obviously... Everybody has their difference of opinions, obviously. But I'm just saying factually, if you want to be healthy, try to figure something else out because I want you to be healthy and all the vitamins you are taking, like they're just going to get washed out by all the chemicals that are in all, all the steroids and the fucking bullshit that's in the meat you're eating, you know? And like if you want to eat meat, cool. Try to figure out another way to do it, you know, because just like the random shit is – I mean, there's honestly, I, I can't even say that. There's just no right way to eat meat. For, in my, there's no right way to be uh, a carnivore. But at least again, you're, like, at least you're not like, at least you're trying to not. Yeah, I'm not. Try, I'm not trying to preach. I, I just when people are talking to me, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I was uneducated too, and I'm not saying that in an insulting way. Like no, I didn't know any better. So when you're when you're saying you're trying to be healthy, dude. Actually, there's an awesome documentary that. Could, really explains it really well fuck i'm trying to remember the name of it it's on netflix uh basically it's a documentary about sugar in in like the school system and just how the school system's like fucking atrocious like their food like they basically they tried i think they did pass pizza as a fucking vegetable because <laughs> it has tomato sauce on it like it's fucking crazy but in the documentary the, these families have their kids that are overweight they focus on like a few families and they're trying to get their kids healthier because these young kids are extremely overweight and it's like a problem and they're trying to get the kids healthier and the one mom comes home with like Kellogg's like on the go bars and like all these <laughs> things that she thinks are healthy but, you know not. poor poor woman this is her education like this is what she thinks is healthy because this is what society is feeding you. So, like, she thinks fucking Kellogg's 
is fucking healthy just because it says like fiber one or fiber this and like she's really trying her best to to take care of her her son you know and really trying to like give him the best life he can and try to get him healthy but like poor people they like the and i mean poor like poor expression not poor like monetarily right. but like these these poor people think that's what healthy is and it's it's fucking sad because it's doing nothing for them you know it's like it's fucked up but this is in our society like people want you to get sick our government wants you to fucking eat meat they want you to fucking eat dairy i mean there's a fucking dairy surplus underground like i don't know if you have read anything about this but last year dairy took like a fucking multi-million or billion dollar hit because people have been eating a lot healthier and to make up the lot to make up costs for the loss of that they just went down grabbed all like a bunch of cheese surplus and they just fucking like fed it to the homeless which hey i have nothing against feeding it to the homeless their ulterior motive wasn't to help the homeless it's to like recoup the loss that they fucking took last year so they don't show and it's just crazy that like our our world isn't it's it's fucking gone it's like it's fucking crazy i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry i'm get like i get no it's fine i'm actually trying to find that uh that documentary yeah fed up yeah dude watch that documentary because it's fucking crazy like it it's 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 crazy dude it's fucking crazy but that documentary is so interesting because it's it's the school system and it's just showing you how little they care about the kids and it's like think about it dude you you go into a fucking grocery store and you go in like the cereal aisle and look how fucking colorful the boxes are like they're fucking blasting with colors and like tv icons like all these like cartoons that kids love because they're trying so fucking hard to sell you that shit it's fucking crazy. I'm sorry. No, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to preach. I, I just care about your health and that. To me, I just want you to know. And you can go. You can go. I'll never tell you what's in fucking meat. I won't like tell you about anything gross. Like I'm just letting you know. If you want to be healthy, try to figure out another way because lean meats doesn't mean shit, especially what's in the meat. And even if it's organically grown, dude, it's like then you're going into the level of like eating another being, but that we won't talk about. That's just obvious. But, but in terms of like all the fucking like antibiotics and the bullshit that's pumped in these fucking animals, like if you're trying to eat healthy, just try to figure out other ways. Cause in the long run, it's going to fuck you. No. And like kind of more to the point of what I was saying <clears throat> was in talking to all these, like yourself and other people, you know, you had kind of discussed, uh, you know maybe wanting to start your own podcast for your your stuff but yeah i think the thing for me was as much as we've talked about social networking and stuff like that and socials as a whole the odd part is is for as much as they bring us together they actually don't like we don't like i what i enjoy is this the con the, the actual conversating with someone yeah like you made the comment about the question of the day at that restaurant and how it, it spurned a conversation with the people you're with and to me it's like i may not live the lifestyle you do and i'm, I'm yeah. very like have like just a minute understanding of everything through people in my own social circles or whatever, but doesn't mean that I don't have questions and I don't want to learn more about it and have and hear the story that totally. someone else is, has to tell. So to me, it's like you're one of the few people 
but I am aware of personally that I was like, you know, like you have a, a bigger platform maybe to, to introduce some of these topics to people and maybe on the rare occasion, like off chance that someone stumbles across this just because they, you know, Google search your name for podcasts or whatever, like, oh, what has he done? Because uh, oddly enough, when I look, was looking for other interviews you've done, maybe talking about these things, I don't really find anything. So, yeah, it's it's still, I don't really go about. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more so like, the fact that I'm just surprised people haven't asked you. Yeah, you know, you know what a lot of it is though. I've the band has taken a bunch of time off. I mean, we've we've all been so busy, like you know, with our like personal things and like just waiting for like the new year of touring. Because obviously, you take like you know the winter off for the most part because it's just dangerous. But we've had so much time off that I've been able to grow personally. You know what I mean? And I don't really like go out being like, oh, you know, I don't hit up anyone like, oh, we should do a podcast or like we should do an interview and. I don't think anyone hits me up for it either because so many people just know me through one thing. And if they don't see your bands like touring or something, then like half the time they don't really, no one wants to like ask about it if you're like not active for that period. But like, that's the thing. So many people think you have to just do one thing in life, but you don't, you know what I mean? Like I love night versus, I love the sleeping. I love my bands more than anything. You know what I mean? And I'm always going to play music. You know, I might not tour forever or this and that, but I'm always going to be a musician at heart. I'm, I'm fucking good at photography. And I don't mean that in a bragging way. Like I love it. <laughs> I, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. is like, I love it. I love shooting photos. I fucking love going to like all these markets at home. Like, dude, I love being home with my wife and like, we just go and we find these new companies and all I want to do is fucking push them. I want to like introduce them to other people. Even if it's just a picture of one fucking thing I ate, like, I just want people to know that that company's there now. Even if it's one time I post about it until the next time I see those people, like, or the time I get around to interviewing them or something, it's like, I'm not, I don't care who sees me as what. This is who I am. And if people want to interview me for the band, cool. If people want to interview me for veganism, cool. If people want to ask about, like, this and that, cool. You know, but it's, I'm me. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is what I do and this is what I love and, if people either want to know about it or they don't, it's not going to fucking change the way I live. You know what I mean? Well, see, I'm wake, I'm waking up more as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a shame because now we're kind of at the wrapping up point. Actually, something I should have mentioned earlier, you brought up the that you're doing Muay Thai. Like, how long have you been doing that? Or uh... Uh, I've been doing Muay Thai now for like probably a total of two, like a year and a half. But at the new gym I'm at, it's been like pretty much a year. It's something I'm very, 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 very passionate about. I've, I don't know how I found it. It kind of just started happening. I went to a small gym around my apartment and, you know, I started getting more in shape and like feeling great about myself. And eventually I realized that I actually would like to take it to the next level and try to be a Muay Thai fighter. And uh, I've been training very hard. I train 12 hours a week. Um, I, I, think hopefully by next year maybe i'll fucking finally step into a ring i mean obviously i'm very patient and i know this stuff doesn't come easily there's people who train their whole lives but i don't know it's it's artistic to me like it's i go there and it fucking i express myself i get out so many feelings and it's not just aggression in there like you're learning like it's learning there's yeah there's no there's honestly no aggression in training like obviously you're like throwing your punches and your kicks and your elbows and your knees and you're like obviously trying to do it with force but i mean this 
I go to a gym that's fucking incredible. It's called Five Points Academy. It's in Manhattan. And I've never been a part of something so fucking awesome in terms of, like, for me. Uh, again, this is just something that comes with doing other things besides being in one thing, you know? And now I devote so much of my time to Muay Thai that it's awesome, man. It's so optimal for your health, and I'm you learn so much about your body and yourself and your limits, and I'm always someone who's trying to push my limits, and I'm very excited to, like... You know, I'm hoping I can be a fighter by by next year. And obviously, it'll be like amateur fights. I'm not like some like Mr. Pro guy or anything. But <laughs> I I really wanna I wanna push my limits and I wanna get I wanna get in a ring. And I think I deserve that with all I've been through in my life. I just really want something else, you know. And I'm always reaching for cool things. And when this came to me, it came organically. And now it's just become a part of who I am, you know. So. When we were flying to Oregon, actually, uh, during this whole conversation and kind of leading up to the, the conversation, I was reminded of a, a TED Talk that my wife showed me on our flight. But it was about being a multi-potentialite. And this person was discussing how when you, we grow up, we're, you know, we're always asked, what do you want to be? And there's always kind of a focus on a singular thing, like you can be this one thing. Uh, this lady was talking about how as she grew up, she, she like would start projects and, and get into them and, and, you know, was like, oh, I really love like cooking and I love photography and I love painting and I love all these things. And she was like, you know, when people would be like, so, you know, so you want to be a painter? She's like, I like painting. And then, and she was like, you know what? I kind of realized that society kind of makes you, forces you to, to say that you're going to be one thing and then, and go down that path. And if you don't pursue it to the fullest degree, that it's kind of deemed a failure or, or that you quit. Um, and she goes, but what I've realized is that like some, so many people are so passionate about a lot of different things that it's okay to, to, you know, like maybe like pick something up and then be like pursue it heavily for five months and then put it down yeah. to focus on something else maybe that you found while doing this other thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is you, you are a multi-potentialite. Like you are someone yeah, that's passionate yeah. about a lot of shit, but I think like that's something, you know, that's kind of drawn me to a lot of the people that I've had on is, pursuing various passions to various degrees uh but the fact that they just took the chance to pursue a passion and and did it because so many people are quick to be like well i want to do this but i don't know i don't know where to start and it's like yeah and then when you start something you might you're gonna probably suck at it and then people will shit on it and it's like it's not cool like i would rather be way more positive it's like it, i don't know it's just a, a weird thing that like a lot of people don't want to give uh people the ability to grow and be something and, and grow in many different ways yeah. so for me like it was like it's been nice talking to you about you know you delving into your your photography and delving into wanting to start this blog and, and what you know everything means to you and the muay thai and stuff like that it's inspiring as another individual to an individual that like someone can do all these things and do it to various levels of success and hear that like you know it doesn't matter why or who sees it or whatever it's just about fucking doing it and having fun with it yeah dude honestly it's like i am so i don't know when or how the fuck it happened i am so happy i finally realized at the at this stage in my life like i can do other things besides one thing you know and it's like honestly i think night versus really helped me with that because when when the band started, they were talking about like, you know, other side projects they were doing with their friends. And I wasn't like jealous, but I was just like, dude, we're in a band. Like we need to like do this, you know, we need to like make shit happen and all this stuff, all this blah, blah, blah. 
as you get older and as I got older, I started realizing like, yo, that's cool that they do other things. Let them do other things. Let them do what they want. Like we all should do what we want, you know? And then I started shooting photos and when it was like, oh, let's make a book, you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah, I want to be known for other things. Like I do it for myself. I don't want to just be that guy when I'm fucking dying. Like, yeah, you was sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to be that fucking dude who's like, God, he was, he fucking went for it. You know, everything he did was because he wanted to do it. Whether I fucking finish something or not, like that's my fucking prerogative. You know what I mean? No one tells me how I live and it's fucking cool because it gives you the freedom to do whatever you want. And honestly, all these things go together. Like everything's fucking, you know, melts together, mends together. You know, my fucking Muay Thai is because I wanted to be healthier and my health comes from my veganism and my veganism has come through all of the years of touring and fucking treating my body like shit. And the, the blog has become from, has come from how good it feels to not feel like shit anymore and wanting to express that for other people. Like it all is fucking one thing. And it's like, technically it's cool when you're doing all these fucking things, but your, your core is still one fucking thing. And that's just to fucking do it, you know, to be just to fucking be, it's fucking awesome when you realize that life is about being there, being in the fucking moment, doing the things that come at you. Like, fuck it, yeah, let's do this. Like, I want to do this. Cool. Life is so cool when you realize that there's so much than just like your straight line down to dying. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's fucking awesome. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good place to, to end it. I mean, yeah, there you go. Straight line to dying. I'm going to, I was going to say, that one don't, don't go on the straight line. Take the, yeah, take the no, line path. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. Where can people find you on your socials? Uh, Roadside Vegan is my Instagram, and that's pretty much all I have. Okay, you don't want <laughs> and, to plug your website? Then, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. www.roadsidevegan.com. Okay. Well, and honestly, it's like, that's, I don't really, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll post something, and sometimes I won't for like two weeks. Like, I mean, I, I definitely post more than I don't, obviously, but I don't. You know, I always tell people if they're going to my thing, like, don't expect some, like... Well, I mean, you said that in your opening uh, post on the blog, so, I mean, it'll be what it is. But just kind of wanted to get that uh, going and all that. So that was my chat with Douglas Robinson of the band Night Versus. Uh, Huge shout-out to him for taking the time to talk with me for an hour and a half or so. Really informative and a lot of information... A little bit of an overload at times, especially uh, for us doing it so early in the morning. But um, I've listened to this conversation quite a bit over the last uh, week or so since we've done it. And I kind of take something different from it every time. Uh, The main thing being, you know, just if you're going to do anything really, just to be passionate about it, um, especially if it comes to being, you know, active in your own life, active in becoming a better person in whatever facet that may look like. Really enjoyed this conversation, and I think there's a lot to be gleaned from it, like I said. All that being said, I uh, want to go ahead and give a, a plug to Douglas's uh, socials again. It's uh, Douglas Robinson. You can find him on roadsidevegan.com. Uh, you can find him on Ro- as Roadside Vegan on Instagram. His book is called Hello. Um, it's about the photos. It's a book about... Douglas being on tour from uh, March of 2016 through May of 2016, so coming up on just over a year now of that tour actually happening. The book is over at blurb.com. That's www.blurb.com. 
Uh, it's a really reasonably priced book for how nice it looks. Uh, it's about 20 bucks, I think, before shipping and handling. So uh, do yourself a favor and go pick up that book. Uh, you won't won't be disappointed with that. My socials. I need to be better about actually fucking plugging them. So uh, my Facebook is John's Untitled Podcast. Same with Instagram. That's J-O-N-S. No apostrophe because you can't do that. Uh, and no H because I'm not biblical. Twitter, John's Untitled Pod. Simple enough. Email johnsuntitledpod at gmail.com. And if you want to send me an email or follow me on anything or just hit me up and tell me that I fucking suck with all of these, anything is appreciated just to know that there are people listening. So without further ado, I'm going to... Oh, wait. Actually, without further ado, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a correction and, and let it be known that I fucked up. Last week's episode uh, with the Porter McKnight from Atreyu episode, I gave a shout out to Joshua to me, not Jason to me. Uh, he was very quick to send me a message. Actually, very quick is not the actual term. Uh, he was busting balls and sent me a thing. And while I thought I was trying to do something nice since they have been doing nice things for me over the last few weeks, uh, I fucked up and called him by the wrong name. Uh, I've never done that. So I don't know, maybe blame it on the old age or whatever. Uh, but I want to send a correction and a, an apology to uh, Joshua Toomey of the Talk To Me podcast, not Jason. Uh, and again, if you guys are interested in what I'm doing over here, head on over there and check out what Mike and uh, Joshua are doing. They got a lot of great guests. They just did one with Dave Lombardo. That was pretty rad. Uh, they've had uh, Haran from Battlecross. They had Jimmy Bauer from I Hate God. If you like this podcast at all, you'll definitely like what they're doing over there. So uh, head on over there and show them some love, especially since I fucked up. Uh, Josh's name last week. So outside of that, I'm going to end this with a song like I always do. Um, I'm going to play a song that was a song that got me into the band when I saw them live in Chicago on the Harvard and Let Live tour. I really didn't know anything about the band. They were the opening band on the three-band package, and my wife and I were just fucking floored with the energy and the intensity that this band played with uh if you've ever seen the band play you know that Arik, their drummer is a fucking beast like everyone in the band just performs at a top level for the entirety of their set and it's it's just enthralling to watch so this is the song that during that set that made me really want to get to know this band a lot more uh it was off of their out of the sky ep it's called i've lost my way back down very dynamic song and i think if you like what you hear with this song uh you'll definitely love everything else that they've been putting out over the last few years uh so without further ado here's uh night verses with i've lost my way back down (laughs) 